Welcome to Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws. I'm your host, Catherine Owen. Poetry, it makes nothing happen. And that's a beautiful thing. Oh, Outlaws, this is one of my favorite things to do as a poet. Collaborate. And this is chapter nine from the other 23 and a half hours on collaborating. So I'm going to read the first paragraph in this chapter because I think it sums up a lot more than my ramblings could. So I wrote the romantic myth of the solitary artist slaving away in poverty stricken yet noble isolation is a tenacious one. As with the fear of incorporating mixed media work into one's practices, a resistance to collaboration is unfortunately common. The writer can become anxious about an invasion of their creative privacy, about their boundaries being pushed, or about who receives credit for the final creation. And these can indeed all be risks. But the flip side is the chance to meld your mind with another's, enter a different kind of mysterious process of energy generation, and rise beyond the self into a project that may very well transform your notions of creativity. Yes, indeed. So whether it's collaborating with another poet, say writing a, a series of poems together, a sequence like uh, Renga, Japanese form, or as I did with Joe Rosenblatt, we wrote collaborative sonnets together where he wrote the octet and I wrote the sestet or vice versa. This is probably the most challenging kind of collaboration. Then there's collaborations where you work with artists and other media. So I've, of course, written lyrics for bands, I've uh, performed as a poet in front of bands, I've uh, done dance and props work for, for bands, um, I've worked with painters and photographers and mixed media artists on projects that have ended up in exhibits or chapbooks. So there's lots of ways of engaging in collaboration. And in this chapter, I talked to uh, Heather Haley, who's collaborated with musicians, and I talked to A. Rawlings, who works a lot with um, a musicians, dancers in textual improvisations. And she finds that she learns so much more about her poetic craft through seeing and hearing other people bring her words to life. Rachel Rose from Vancouver. She was even part, as George Elliott Clark was as well, uh, in creating a libretto. Hers is with composer Leslie Yeda. And she said about this process that collaborating has been interesting and mostly quite joyful. So some people might have the experience of a composer or say somebody that they're collaborating on a screenplay with, you know, picking and choosing their words and not respecting them. But she had the opposite experience because her composer was also a poet and they um, only used the words in a way that she found was, you know, deeply honoring of them as the bones of the body of the music. And she concludes by saying, I have rarely felt this kind of deep attention and I would wish that every poet feels this at least once in her career. It's better than 10 years of therapy. So these are really ways of enlarging your work through mixed media forums, through collaborating, through hosting performance series that involve artists working in different disciplines. And in that way, you know, your, your, your poetry will never diminish. It will only expand and enlarge. And you can still return to the bare, naked, spare poem at the end. So I'm going to read a poem that's full of 
anaphora or initial repetition from Rachel Rose called Ars Poetica. It is hard won. It is fragile. It does not bring joy. It holds water. It holds air. It is its own reward. It is light as cobweb. It is tough as cobweb. It is barely visible. It is hollow as a victory in the battlefield. It is heavy as a baby's coffin, great as a dolphin's eye. It beckons, it whispers, it flickers in the wind. It is impractical, it is laughable, it wrestles, it is free. It is precious, it speaks the sound of water. It is mad, it is alchemy, it is fleeting and enduring. It can be studied, but it can't be learned by heart. It can be followed in the forest, but only by its track. It can be followed in the city, but only by its blood. It jumps fences, it embroiders, it ferries the dead. It can't be captured, and it has no price. It's in the screaming alley, the ink blot pines, the village well. On the threshold of your pain, you may find it holding the dar ajar like a rock. And if you do, you will lift it, weigh it, curse it, and say it is not enough. It is enough. You've been listening to Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.